0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at bite.com. That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I had thoughts. They were definitely thoughts of like, oh, it'd be really nice to not feel right now. It'd right. be really nice to just be able to numb out and not feel, feel these feelings because I don't like these feelings.
1: The following podcast is a Dear Media production. It's Violet Benson, your favorite meme queen and the big sis you didn't ask for, but need. Welcome to Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. Are you ready? Hi, besties, and welcome to a brand new Almost Adulting, the largest self-love podcast and movement, your number one destination for personal growth and mental health. I'm your big sister and your host, Violetta. So quick reminder, before we start today's episode, I'm now officially on YouTube, trying to figure out how to work it and how to grow it. So you can now catch today's episode and all the other episodes on Almost Adulting YouTube channel. So go ahead and subscribe to it right now. And also I think click the like button because I think it helps engagement. I don't know, I'm not sure. That's what my today's guest told me. But before we get started, I did want to give you quick little trigger warnings. Although most of the episode is filled with loads of jokes that you will laugh your ass off, it is important for me to mention these triggers just in case someone out there may be sensitive to these topics or to hearing the words or whatever it is. I wanted to care about your feelings and your mental health. So, again, we do not dive deep into these topics. You keep it very brief, but these topics are mentioned. So quick trigger warnings when it comes to self-harm, alcohol and drug abuse, sobriety, and eating disorders. I think I pretty much covered it, but yes, again, we do not speak of these topics in a large capacity. It's more in passing, but it's important for me to care about you guys and your mental health. And if you're sensitive to these topics, it's important that now you're aware. All right. Today's episode is so fun. So I love you, besties. I hope you have an amazing week. I hope you're still doing the 44-day challenge that I discussed last week. I'm actually only starting it today, so we can still start it together. But the 44-day challenge, listen to it from last week's episode. It's at the end. I talk about it and it's free. You don't have to pay to do it. But research shows in 44 days, you can change your mindset. So if currently you're feeling low or negative, or whatever it is, things are not working out, if you just talk kindly to yourself and just, I guess, listen to the episode to follow the challenge, you will be able to scientifically change the way your brain thinks in just 44 days. But you have to stick to it. So let's all start together today. And I'd love to hear about your experiences. And I would love to share your experiences on my next podcast. All right. Enjoy today's episode. Love you. Bye. So today, my special guest is Laura Clary. She is unapologetically herself. She's really great. And I didn't write the intro for that as well. Damn. I also went on her podcast. Everyone definitely check it out. It's either out right now or it will be coming out. We'll see. Aside from that, she's a comedian, a podcaster, a published author, a mother, a single lady recently newly single or divorcee a vegan sober with two kids going through a divorce you must be fun at parties
0: mm. I'm a blast yeah I'm an absolute blast one time I was in Italy and I was sitting there and the waiter was like I was like I don't eat meat and he was like oh okay and then he was like what about a pizza and I was like oh I actually don't eat cheese and he looked at me and he was like what a sad life you must have Oh, yeah. And he asked if I wanted wine too. So I was like, no, I can't have wine. No, I can't have meat. No, I don't do dairy. And he's like, well, this sad life you must have. And you were like, fuck you. I was honestly like, I'm like, no, I'm actually very happy. Like for the most, happier more than not is how I like to say. I'm normally happier more than not. Cause like we talked about on my podcast, like we're meant to feel all the feelings. Yeah. You're not meant to be happy all the time. Or we wouldn't buy... Whatever makes How us. will you
1: know what happiness is if you didn't get to experience the other feelings? Also,
0: well? why do other emotions exist if we weren't meant to feel them? Why do we have tears if we weren't meant to, to cry well, them? We are meant to cry because of right.
1: anxiety. You know, research shows that there's a difference. You, you put it under a microscope and there's a difference between your happy tears and your sad tears. Really? In the microscope, we can see, tell the difference. The actual... Because um... you release different hormones oh. and endorphins and all that. Whoa. Pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay, you guys. So my guest today, obviously, I love Laura. We go way back. And she's a comedian. She's a funny person. Sometimes when I have someone funny on the podcast, I do want to – I like fucking around with them. So the reason I'm giving a disclaimer because this is the world that we live in, and I have to give a disclaimer so no one will think I'm being serious. So I'm going to fuck around with her first before we dive into the mental health stuff because I love when I have comedians on. So we will be doing something called sarcasm. Ooh. Sarcasm sometimes, usually, is when you say things in a serious matter, but you're just kidding. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like I have to give disclaimers like that now. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to be mean to her. I'm kidding. Now hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Are you explaining to the
0: audience what sarcasm is because you've gotten into trouble on past episodes? Like people,
1: have- no. Actually never, not with my listeners, okay. but in case I have new listeners, my besties, they get it. They know you. They get me. They're your besties. But if someone know new what's or now I'm trying to move into video, as you guys know, we are now on YouTube. So go on Almost Adulting YouTube channel. Yeah. So, subscribe, bitch. And subscribe.
0: Hit the like button. I didn't mean that you were a bitch. It was sarcasm. You're not a bitch. Yes.
1: Okay. We just have to explain everything, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool, 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 That's where we're at now. Okay. Yeah, okay. So my first thought that I meant to ask you, Mm -hmm. you know, you're huge now on social media, everywhere, your videos constantly go viral. Is it a weird feeling to go out in public now and to constantly get recognized? Like people are like, oh my God, are you Viola Benson? Or did anyone ever (laughs) tell you, you look just like Viola Benson? Dude, no one
0: said that. But no, actually, people say that online. I've not gotten that in person. Oh, have so you, no one ever approaches you in person. Have you ever gotten you look like Laura Clary in person?
1: I haven't.
0: <laughs> but I just assume Are we the you. only
1: ones that think we look alike? Okay. Nobody else <laughs> We used to look more alike. Really? I don't know what changed. Wait, really? I, or maybe maybe it really wasn't our heads. I feel like my hair is a little browner you right know, now. I
0: think we have a similar mouth. Like our mouth. We both have big eyes. We have big eyes. We both have like a slight overbite. No,
1: but here it's our mouths. Look at our mouth. It's immune. our mouth. We have similar mouths. That's mouse. crazy. That yes. But I've changed my veneers since. Wait, oh my God.
0: So it's and our actually our mouths. Yes, our mouths. And actually I got Invisalign. So like look, I still have the attachments on because they're not
1: I'm, done. I redid my veneers and then my veneers were too forward and right now I have to wear Invisalign to push them back. Girl, are you kidding me? So we're just out here changing our faces and that's why we don't look as alike, but we both have big eyes.
0: Our mouth still is somewhat similar, right? I don't know. Yeah, I
1: think so. Maybe the way we speak, how do you talk? Uh, Well,
0: I don't know, you're talking (laughs) to me right now.
1: Sometimes when I talk, only one side of my mouth moves. And I don't love that. Did you have a, that's like strokey? Hmm.
0: but you didn't. No. (laughs) (laughs) That you're aware of. No. Okay, but like one, only one side of it. Well, I think it's
1: something about your muscles, different muscles. Okay, okay.
0: I like your voice. You have, like, a very, very subtle accent. It's so subtle, like, Mm. which is kind of amazing considering you moved here in ninth grade, whatever. I bet you do get
1: recognized, though, for Pamela Pumpkin. Yeah. Can you channel Pamela Pumpkin right now so people know what I'm talking about? Of course I can, y'all. Pamela Pumpkin is, she
0: is me. I'm her. Um, I'm a workout queen. I'm a vegan chef. Um, I have a lot of fun, and I believe, you know, you can work out in every aspect of your life. If you're clean in your house, there's no reason you can't be working out when you do that, okay? You gotta make sure that fitness comes first, okay? Fitness comes first before your friends, before your family, before God. You got to be doing squats, okay? Yeah, yeah. It's all about that ass.
1: Yeah, I'm always like, "Hey guys, I'm Pamela Pumpkin," mm-hmm. which I'm doing it wrong. So, is she everything you're not that you wish she could be?
0: It's funny, Pamela Pumpkin came to me in a dream. I'm not kidding. Or like, I remember waking up maybe like eight years ago with this idea of like this crazy Southern high-strung crazy Southern woman who had her own cooking show that she made her husband film on an iPhone. And the whole concept in my head was just that she would be cooking the food, teaching the audience how to cook, and then she'd be getting frustrated with her husband who wasn't getting the shots right. (laughs) Yeah. So she'd just be like, and then you just spread the avocado. Roger, get the fucking shot right, you dumb (laughs) dick. You fucking dick. And she was like really dirty. And like, I don't know if you swear on this or not. Yeah. She like called him a cunt all the time. Like, I was really, really vulgar in the beginning. And then I like wanted to make money. So I realized I had to stop saying cunt so much and like become more brand friendly so I could get brand deals and like eat food and make a living doing this. Yeah. But essentially, like, the idea was that she was just this really sweet Southern woman who would freak the fuck out at her husband who was filming, and yeah. but I'd leave the outtakes in. So that was like the first bit of – that's how Pamela was created. Then I thought, wouldn't it be funny if she was like – a Christian and did like a Christian themed workout. That's my favorite. So that's like her first workout was like a workout for the Lord, and it was like Christ, cross, Christ, cross, up, up, up to Jesus, circle, circle to the Lord, circle, circle oh, to the clapping. Lord, circle, circle to the Lord, to the Lord, and to the Lord, and kick Satan or no, punch the devil, kick the Satan, punch the devil, kick the Satan. You know, and it was like this whole workout for the Lord, and it's that, so good, dude. That shit, man. And like, I'm, okay, first of all, I believe in a higher power, like, but I'm not religious, but I would, I, I believe there's something. I just don't know what. So I'm not like atheist, right? I'm not making fun of like religious people at all, but it was so crazy because like, I'm not actually Christian, but this was the character who was Christian. Yeah. And dude, people, kids were doing it at Jesus camp. The like Jesus workout. I was getting all these videos from like Jesus camps around the fucking world of people doing Pamela Popkins kick Satan. She's just so funny. I love yeah. that. Is is that the your Christians most- loved it. Oh, thank God. Thanks That's God. what I'm saying. That- I thought that I thought they were gonna be super offended. And right. instead they're doing it at Jesus Camp.
1: I love that character. Is that your most known character? Or do you have another one?
0: So I would say like the Helen Horbath one who was okay, you know that one. She's the like trying to flirt square face Snapchat filter.
1: Oh my god, yeah. yes. I love that. Her.
0: So she's the one that like actually blew me up. So basically like I was on Snapchat one day like years ago again and like there was this like square faced filter. It was just like this funny filter that made your face square and it was just like oh this is funny and i just felt compelled to go up to my then husband and like say a disgusting pickup line to him with this square face right. filter i was like my batter just died. can i borrow your dick i think that's <laughs> what i said to him <laughs> and he was just like that's really disgusting he's british and like uh yeah and then i just like kept saying gross pickup lines to him With this square face filter, and I was like, "Dude, this is really making me laugh. Like, let me just post it. Why not?" And I thought it was gonna bomb. Like, it was just something. It was literally me with a square face saying gross pickup lines to
1: yeah husband.
0: Like, and I posted it, and like people went crazy for it. And so I was like, "Well, I guess I'll do another one." And I called it "Me Trying to Flirt," and I did another one, and then people went crazy for it, women especially. And I have theories. I think it's because like. For so long, like you have like Quagmire from Family Guy, like the, the male pervert who's sex obsessed, but you never really see like female perverts so much. And so I felt like yeah. maybe women liked that, that there was like this gross... like Because it's
1: the things we say in our group chat and yeah. in our thoughts. Yeah it's fun
0: yeah it's you're right fun, that, that and, it's, and it's rare like you don't yeah. see a lot of like female characters that are like sex obsessed and pervy
1: on SNL I think there were a few but no I you're right, like on the internet and no. like uh the chick from Sex and the City like she was kind of but that was more realistic like yeah she was more yeah. confident about it totally she, it's yeah. funnier when you're just constantly getting rejected or shut down it, it, no I yeah I love that character and then Pamela Pumpkin yeah. and then yeah I remember it was a lot of silly, sexual jokes, but then you got kids and you like completely rebranded. I thought that was really cool too. Yes. I remember that. I was like, wow. I I remember like I got,
0: I actually got someone actually Facebook picked up or bought a pilot from Pamela Pupkin. And I was like, oh my God, like this was like a big budget pilot. Like she's going to have her own show. Like this is huge. And I wanted it to be like, have like a Borat vibe where basically Pamela interviews like real people. And it's,
1: Yeah. You know, that –
0: I've always wanted to do stuff like that. That's fun. Yeah. And so shot it, loved it. I wrote it. It was so offensive in so many ways. They didn't pick it up. And I was devastated. And then I, like, found out I was pregnant. And, like, I was like, oh, my God. Like, what am I going to do? And then I just was, like, looked down at my belly and I'm, like, peeing myself because – the baby's like pushing on my bladder and I'm like, that's funny, like peeing herself is funny. So I just started writing about like what I was experiencing as a pregnant woman. And that kind of blew me up even more because it was like so relatable, so yeah. much more relatable than Pamela Pupkin, who's this like out there fictional character, you know, just like writing about being a woman, having a baby and like, so that I feel like I just sort of rebranded. and honestly. Just wrote what was going on in my life.
1: I love that. You know, it's always cool and inspiring. There's certain women I would say that I've met from years ago from social media that always inspire me. Especially other funny women Mm -hmm. that they're you're able to always be creative, always able to rebrand yourself, and that's why you're still around, and that's why people still check out your stuff. So it's always inspiring for me to to see that. I think it's really cool. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's you kind of have to, right? You just yeah, yeah, but not everyone can, and not and it always always. I think shows on someone's talent. I think you're very talented. Thank you. So, I mean, I have to say, because it's my show and I'm the host. Sure. It's like part of to. my thing where I'm like nice to whoever just I interview. tell
0: everyone they're talented. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, different compliments cool. just so people think, so like, That was oh. sarcasm.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're smart. <laughs> yeah. um, what? Okay. I wanted to ask you some quick fireball questions. Okay. So what's something that drives you insane? not getting enough sleep,
0: I would say that drives me mad. And like, I'm not myself and I hate the world and everything about it. And so often it's just because I've not slept.
1: But like in 16 years when your kids move out, you will finally sleep well. So yeah, not such a
0: bitch about it. I gotta say, Violet, sometimes I do sleep and it's glorious. And I am so grateful for those Times and like, I'm actually a weirdo and I believe in manifestation. Do you?
1: Yeah, I didn't know that's like a weirdo thing.
0: (laughs) It kind of is a little bit. I say that because I feel like people are judgy around
1: manifestation. Like it feels very like, ooh, like... I think whatever works for you to stay another day alive on this planet, do it for you. You know what I mean? Unless it's harming other people, then don't. So
0: one of the things that I would visualize every day and night, because I feel like I visualized a life beyond my wildest dreams. I literally believe I, I, honestly, I would get almost delusional every day and night. I remember when I had zero followers, but all I wanted to do was make millions of people laugh. I would obsessively visualize every morning and every night I would see, because I knew I was funny and I knew I had a lot to give and and I wanted to, to give that in a big way. So I would visualize people like watching my stupid content and laughing and and it making their day better. And I would see it every day and every night and every wow. day and every night. And I would see it. And then within like a month or two months, I had my first viral video. And I swear to God, it's not magic. It was that I was so focused on what I wanted rather than what I didn't want. Because I think humans yeah. so often focus on what they don't want rather than using their beautiful human imagination to focus on what they do want. And so I... Like harness that and became obsessive, and I believe that's why I like whatever like blew up the way that I did. That's I so cool. swear to God. Yeah. But I did that with my kids too. I was like, everyone would tell me, "You're never going to sleep again. You're never going to sleep again." And I was like, I don't accept that reality. My kids will be amazing sleepers. They will sleep through the night. That's I don't. I would shut out every negative person that would come up to me and say, good luck. You're never going to sleep again. I, w- I just wouldn't accept it. And guess what? Both my kids, by four months, were sleeping 12 hours a night, eight to 12 hours a night, okay? By like four to six months, like they were amazing sleepers. So what's going on with you, Dana? Right now? Alfie has a little, there's a little phase going on oh. where he's coming in the middle of the night wanting me to come sleep with him in his big boy bed, which he is- forgot my-
1: to manifest him not sleeping with you.
0: That's what I'm saying. Yeah which like is not a big boy bed at all. It's a toddler bed and I'm six feet tall and I'm sleeping in a toddler (laughs) bed currently.
1: You're actually six, literally. Literally, oh yeah, I'm six feet. Right, that makes sense. Yeah. We're standing next to each other and I was like, what's happening? Am I shrinking?
0: So I need to start visualizing again, him sleeping through the night and like I need to get back on that. But he's on, I hear it's a four-year-old thing. He's four and every mom I've talked to says when their kids hit four, they either want to come into their bed and like sleep with them or in my case, he wants me to come with him and cuddle him. That's really sweet. I know. And I'm like, it's a phase. So I'm kind of just, but it is kind of like, whatever, disrupting my sleep. But it's not every night, you know. But I would say like, that drives me crazy. That's a really long answer. I don't know how we got on to my whole like no, I, goals I, and I, dreams. But what I wrote down, I was like, so what,
1: what drives you crazy? Well, now it sounds so silly. and minuscule to what you what? said. Amika let's get clinical so get ready for night out using Amika's clinically proven shampoo and conditioner duos that leave your hair looking and feeling like you just left the salon they have so many good products like I don't even know how I ever left my house without them I'm obsessed with their hair mask their dry shampoo I don't sometimes don't wash my hair for like days but you can never guess because of their dry shampoo their products just bring shine and life to my hair their signs back formulas are power by nourishing, naturally derived ingredients with no nasties that deliver visible, woe-worthy results for every hair type. And they are kind and clean before it was a thing. Amika is vegan and cruelty-free and plenty positive. at Sephora and B Corp certified. So shop all of my favorites right now at loveamika.com adulting. That is loveamika.com adulting and get 20% off of your Order. The 20% off discounts automatically apply to checkout if you use my link, which will also be in the description, and it cannot be combined with any other offers, and it expires on November 1st, 2023. So go get it now, besties. oh Are they.
0: Those are my kids. Do we open the door? Or... No, you lock them out. They live outside.
1: Oh, <laughs> thank fine. God. Yeah. That would have been annoying. Yeah, <laughs> we don't let them. Oh, perfect. Yeah. yeah, that's how you're a good mother. Yeah, there's you like- teach them. Yeah. You teach them survival skills by keeping I'm, them outside. Exactly, Violet.
0: <laughs> I, I'm raising resilient children,
1: okay? <laughs> okay, what's driving me crazy, which feels so silly now, it's why in the English words- there's a K in front of words. We don't pronounce K. K. It's been dry. It, I lose sleep over that. Mm. It's been driving me crazy since mm. I came to America, since I had to learn English. It yeah. drives me insane. And then it's I don't silent. know. It's a silent why. K.
0: I don't know why. Why? I don't know why that is.
1: Why is it even there if you don't say out loud?
0: I don't know.
1: Why is it not knife? Why do I have to say knife? I, we, we all know it's there. Mm. Like you talk to each other and you know the knife is there or you, you write it out and yeah. then someone reads out knife. We both saw it. We both have eyes. The K is there. Why didn't you say it? Yeah. Why does no one say it? I don't it? know, Violet. I don't know. It pisses me off to the point that I want to have a baby just so I can name it Matt and then put a K in front of it and then leave it silent, though. So then he's doubled the douchebag. Love that.
0: K-Matt. To Matt
1: and yeah, but everyone's like, "Oh just no, it's Matt." And he's like, "I'm so much more special and unique than the rest of the seven hundred thousand Matts that exist in this world." Love that because I have a K in front of my name. That's mm. silent. Mm. But you lose sleep over that. I lose sleep over that. Yeah. Does it really upset you? It's actually really upsetting. Well, because when I moved to America, I didn't know you can't pronounce it, so I said it out loud in Do a you class. Know the root cause of our suffering is violence. Words that don't make sense? (laughs) No.
0: No. Being in resistance with the reality of what is.
1: Oh, that's true.
0: That. And so you're resisting the reality of what is. And the reality is- There's a K. There's a silent K. That is our reality. I hate it. And when you're resisting the reality, what does it cause? Suffering. You're losing sleep. You're freaking out. You've got a drug problem. I'm freaking right. out, man. You're, yeah, I
1: did meth because of that. You did meth
0: because you're of out the here K- murdering K- people because
1: of the K, right? Right. It's you're right. Your That's life. the reality is it exists and there's exactly. nothing I can do about exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Except name my child K- Matt.
0: You could do that. Yeah. That's having the courage to change the things you can't <laughs> yeah.
1: by having an asshole. Son. Yeah,
0: if that's gonna, uh, yeah, sure, that's something that you could do if that will make you feel better. I don't know it that might. it
1: will. I'll find it'll out. make
0: Kamat feel much worse. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, you're setting him up for failure. Yeah, but if you feel good about
1: it, I don't know. Or I name him Ken, but and then there's just two K's though. But people only call him. K- okay, K- that's K- another Ken. option. Or
0: and or then, maybe don't have kids if this is. Where
1: yeah, you know <laughs> that's also an option. Yeah, something <laughs> to consider. What's something that you would say this should make sense for you as an adult but doesn't? Something that should make sense for me but does not? As an adult. Like, as an adult, it should make sense to you. You should understand it, but it just you just don't get Honestly, it. Honestly, I'm going to say, like, taxes. Period. <laughs> I agree. Oh, because I'm an accountant?
0: Well, yeah, like, but I, I don't understand it. I just, it's all very
1: confusing. Do you pretend like you do? Yeah. When other people talk about the no. tax, you're like, oh, did you, oh, you can get a tax break. Did but you take that? And you're like, yeah.
0: As an ex-accountant, because you always suss out when people have no idea and they're pretending like they yeah. do? Okay. I just don't say anything. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm like, but in my head,
0: I just see, I'm just like thinking about dancing monkeys and stuff. I just. But Can't.
1: taxes don't make sense because right. the gov- if the government knows how much you're supposed to pay them, yeah. then just tell me. Why do you need me to do it only for you to tell me, no, that's actually wrong? Bro, if you already know the answer, why are you making me do why it? Why are you making me do it? Although, obviously, I would love to keep accountants employed. So, But it's weird. Next question. What's a random thought that you had recently?
0: Damn. I mean, there's like $8 million a day. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking. Just like any random thought. There's just so many,
1: right? So just say one. You're so creative, aren't you? Apparently not. (laughs) Yeah, I mean that is on the spot. So I'm gonna take my time. Yeah, think about it. I'm gonna really take my time here. Yeah, what's something weird that you do that no one knows about? Like me clapping. I on her podcast, I talked about that I clap my hands when I see uh, when I watch a show that I like, and I get and there's a happy moment, I clap. By myself. And even when she was doing the Pamela Pumpkin, that's why when she was doing the her character, I started kind of clapping. Cause it's just me showing excitement. That's how yeah. I express myself. I guess like I talk to myself
0: a lot. And I don't know that people do that. Like I talk to myself out loud. People do that. And my mom said like when I was three, she would look out, and I would be on the swing, and I would just be like having a full-on conversation just by myself. And I've never stopped.
1: Like do you do that? Do you talk to yourself out loud? Yeah, but people told me that that's weird, yeah. so I stopped doing it in public. I still do it, actually. No, I still do it in public. Oh my God. It's the best thing Having ever. Having a talk mask to is the coolest thing. When I had the mask on, I could really talk to myself. You could really talk to
0: yourself. Yeah. I have, I'll put like earbuds in so people think I'm on the phone, but really I'm just talking to myself.
1: Yeah. I enjoy yeah. it. I think it's fun. I do it more now in private, though.
0: Okay. Yeah. Like definitely, we talked about it in the shower talk to yourself all day long. I solve all my problems.
1: Yeah. Sorry. I saw a fly and I was dying to just catch it with my hand. And I was like, this isn't a movie. This is reality. And, I have to and face... then you're going to eat it? No. But one time on my podcast, I was interviewing someone and while they were talking, there was a fly and it was really bothering me. And I was trying to keep eye contact. And as they were talking, I just went, mm-hmm. and then I, got, I caught the fly. Yeah. And I was just gone. And they were like, um, <laughs> like I just assumed that was so normal. I'm like, they're not gonna notice. Is it. Is that normal? Like, do you do that in Eastern Europe? I think if you're an Adderall, yeah.
0: Okay. I don't know if it's a cultural thing
1: to you catch flies yes, with your hand. Yes. I think it's when you watch too many is that what it action means? movies? Okay. And you constantly think, yeah, that you're in one. Have you thought of something random? So a random no. thought you had recently? No. no. Has anyone? I have so many thoughts. I don't know where to begin.
0: <laughs> Why is your butthole so close to your vagina?
1: Dude, it's I've thought about close. that too. That's the I don't thought. think everyone has a close one. I think, I think. Oh no, they're all close enough. They're too close. I've thought about that before. Now I want to research it. I, research no, you're so right. Look in a mirror. No, because I, I found out that my butthole is super close to my vagina hole uh-huh. with my first boyfriend when we were, I lost my virginity to him, we're having sex, doggy style, yeah. and he made two comments. The first one was, your butthole is really close to your vagina. And I was like, interesting. And then he said, and then he also stopped me, over my butt cheeks, and he goes, you should shave your butthole. And I was like, oh, I didn't know I had hair there. Shave it to this day. Really? Yeah. Wait, why don't you laser your ass? Laser and shave. You laser and shave? I've lasered in. I still shave it. Get out of here. So the laser didn't work? It's just the trauma in my head. I'm currently laser. The trauma, the You're fact that he stopped having laser. sex with me so he can spread my butt cheeks open and tell me, you should really shave your butt. Because I don't have hair on my vagina. Like, never really did. You, so, but I just for some reason only had hair on my butthole. You never had hair on your vagina? Ever? I could never grow a... Landing straight. Are you I was always so jealous. Yeah. Really? I, w- I grew like random hair like here and here. Like Get a- out of here. But my butt, Seriously. it all you're went to my butthole. All really? the hair went straight to my butthole. Super hairy butthole? I never saw it. Yeah. But it was enough for my boyfriend he to you. stop having sex with me and spread my butt cheeks open. Now, because you're Eastern European
0: and y'all will just be like, you have a hairy butthole or you don't and it's fine. Did you take offense to that or did you not?
1: No, I thought, I thought because you you were telling me that like your family will say. I me, mean, my family never talked about my butthole <laughs> to me. But no, I didn't take offense. I was like, on it. I have daddy issues. I want to be as perfect as possible for my partner. Yeah. At seventeen, yeah, I shaved it, and then for the rest of my life, I still do. But did you take offense to it? No.
0: Let's see. I would have cried for a week. He
1: also one day was like, "You, hey, you have stretch marks on your boobs. And I was like, cool, another thing added to my list. Get
0: the fuck <laughs> out of this guy.
1: He was actually the chillest boyfriend I had. Doesn't sound like it. Doesn't sound, like it. Doesn't sound like it. That's true. I think I have low standards.
0: But anyway, that's my random thought. The butt, Why is the butthole so close to the vagina? How
1: did you realize that? Were I, you looking at a guy's butthole? No. So... Were you in the front of the mirror and you were just yeah, I was like, looking at my own vagina? You were sitting in front of the mirror like yes. this? Oh yeah. I no fully, way. Fully. I'll, I'll just look. You at did it. that. I study it. Yeah. In front of the mirror? Oh yeah. Close up. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. And then you open then up I your just butt cheek. noticed. And then I'm like, is my butthole normal? Yeah. What does a normal butthole look like? And I look at my butthole and I'm going, is that normal? And then, but what I don't want to do is Google buttholes to, like, compare. Mm -hmm. I don't want to see a bunch of buttholes. So I just am left to this day to not know if I have a normal-looking butthole or not.
1: Okay, so then when you did this, one time I was curious about my butthole. Yeah. I wanted to take a picture of it. But instead of taking it with my phone, I said, that's evidence. Your foot's blocking my camera. Thank you. Uh So I took a Polaroid. And I snapped a Polaroid picture of your asshole, of my asshole. Get out of here! I was so disgusted by it, you know, that I hid it to the point that I forgot where I hid it.
0: Oh shit, Violet! And
1: I'm always scared that one day I die, and they're gonna clean out my house, <laughs> and they will find the Polaroid picture no. of my butthole. No, because like, that's my find biggest it. fear. I can't find. I would it. lose sleep at night too over that. But Great, new new fear unlocked. How are they, they going to know it's your butthole? Right. How are I they going to know? I wasn't sure if it's supposed to be that ugly, so I took two more Polaroid pictures, oh, actually. No. <laughs> Three Stop. all over the house somewhere. So they're going to be like, that's weird. But then they're going to find two more Polaroid two pictures, more. and then it's like either I collect Polaroid pictures or, or buttholes. Or butthole. Or it's mine. It's the
0: same exact asshole in it. They're going to know. They're definitely going to know. I thought with the one Polaroid, it could have <laughs> been anyone's, but if there's three, there's 3 they'll know. They'll know. and it's 100% your butthole. And your child's going to find that one day.
1: Whoa, that's the, oh my your God. Your child's going to find your butthole. Mm-hmm. I forget the knife. Yeah. It's the butthole. Yeah, a Anyway, what's your was, biggest fear? That was my random thought. I love but, it. What's your biggest fear?
0: realistically, I would probably still say death. Like I haven't fully, fully come to terms with that. But like, are we being funny or like, did I just bring the house down?
1: No, I mean, that's so interesting. People are scared of death. That's the one inevitable thing that will happen in life is that everyone dies. Yes. But I just can't imagine not existing. I guess it's like,
0: right? Like it's just, that's all we know. And it's just like, and it's sad to me to think like there's a possibility that I'll never get to spend time with loved ones and like all of it. Right. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. But then there was this one person, I can't remember where I heard this theory, but it was basically like, if you believe like you're the co-creator of your life, like you can like, maybe not entirely. Right. We're, We're not entirely all powerful, but like we can create our reality to some degree. Right. With our thoughts and our actions and our choices. Right. We're pretty powerful in that way. And so like, but what if whatever you believed happens when you die is what happens? So like whatever you think happens when you die.
1: Oh my God, that's so cool. I never thought about that. Isn't that that so interesting? So like, so you get to choose how you die. Yeah.
0: Like basically whatever you believe, whatever your reality is, is what happens. I never thought about that. That's really kind of interesting. Like if, if we're creating our reality to some degree... Then, like, what if we can like co-create what happens when we die? Like, it's really just what's. What do you want to happen? I don't know. That's the thing. Like, I don't. I don't actually know. Do A long, long time more. ago, I guess like heaven would be cool, but that's. Well, I don't
1: believe in heaven or hell.
0: I don't either. That's the okay. problem. So that's the problem.
1: So it will happen for you.
0: So why do I you don't I think about that? You know.
1: A long time ago, my f- three of my friends, their mom was passing away from cancer. Uh-huh. It was when we were, I think, 18, and I was trying to be there for them. And I tried to, I thought of this thing and I, to make them feel better, I said, like, what if our bodies are not ours? We're just renting them and we're just souls traveling. So people who are your soulmates, what if it's not the people that you're, you're romantic with? It's yeah. your family and the people that you love the most the rest of your life multiple lives, you will always be with your soulmates. You just end up in different bodies. So it's not saying goodbye to your mother. You will see her again, just yeah. in a different life. Because that's something that helped me get through when my grandma passed away. And I thought that would like, help make them feel better with their mother. Obviously, we say a lot of things to ourselves in order to get through another day. Yeah. And I'm sure it can be bullshit and all that, but. You need things like that to help you get up in the morning sometimes, you know? Or life would be really sad and depressing. It really would. If you were too realistic. Totally.
0: That's why it's like called faith or belief. Like you don't have to actually know for certain. Yeah. Like if we were meant to know what God was, like we would all know. We'd all be on the same page. <laughs> but we'd all know. But we don't. We don't. And everyone's got a different idea of what it is, or if if God exists or not, or what happens when you die, or what doesn't. Like, it's just a belief, and you you can choose whatever that belief is. Whatever's gonna. Right, give I you agree. peace. And people life. need a
1: purpose yeah. attached to themselves, and a lot of people who make fun of people who believe in manifesting or believe in God or yeah. whatever it is, or religion, whatever it is. They don't realize that they have their own religion. It just painted differently, whether it's their sports, their obsession with politics, yeah. the obsession with always being right about something, their obsession with going to AA all the time, like whatever it is, yeah. you are actually part of a cult, but it's just yeah. a different cult because it's painted differently. Totally. You think you're better than this other person that sits there, believes in manifesting or believes in yeah. their religion or God. But yeah. in reality, you're just the same way. Like I have friends that are so obsessed with politics, I'm like, dude. Did the president pick you yet? Like what, like did yeah. the, that party pick you yet? Like chill when they like do their best to destroy the other party. And I'm like, dude, both parties don't like you. Yeah, It's not about you. Yeah, so It's just funny to me yeah. that people don't realize that when they think they're better than someone else because well, I would never believe them, that's stupid. You don't realize it, but you actually are obsessed with something else that keeps you going every single day and you don't even know Yeah, that's your, your purpose, your God. Yeah, totally. Obviously, I was making a joke. If anyone ever told you to eat a burger, the point is that I think a lot of times, especially now on the internet, there's always this thing where people don't think about someone's mental health and what yeah. they're going through. I've read some of the comments on your stuff, because I commented on one of your videos when you talked about the eating a burger, because yeah. it irritates me when people talk to me about my weight strangers, not yeah. family.
0: Yeah,
1: And yeah, totally. sometimes people would be like, oh, well, maybe she's relapsing, I'm so worried about her. Like, are you really worried about her? Or are you just upset that she has a body that you potentially maybe want? Because I'll say right now, to make mean or rude comments on the internet to other people, guess what, it's weird. It is weird. It's not normal. It's not normal. Normal, healthy people who are happy don't go around trying to break other people. They don't go around, oh, well, it's my opinion. And if they're, no, it's not normal. I I think people think it's normal. I know. I could not imagine. Could you imagine doing that? There's one thing to think it. There's another thing to be like. By the way, I need you to know that, like, why are you so skinny? Why do you look like that? I'm so worried about you. Are you really worried
0: 100%. about it? You're not well mentally, and you still don't make mean comments. A hundred percent. Imagine how keep it to sick myself. those people are.
1: Thank you. L- you're welcome.
0: <laughs> Literally. Yeah. I'm losing my shit. Okay. I'm not well mentally. I yeah. still don't troll people. How did do I don't. You? I handle it differently every time, but it just made me, it brought me back to like junior high when like girls would scream that I was bulimic or like to eat a cheeseburger or whatever. Like they would just make fun of me all the time. And like, it just brought me back to that, I guess. And it just made me feel incredibly insecure. Like there was something wrong with me and like I had to hide my body and like, I don't know, it just made me feel like there was something wrong with me and that that I was being, I don't know. I just having so many people criticizing you, accusing you of relapsing, um, and just criticizing the way you look specifically. It's why I like never got into like modeling. Cause I think when I was much younger, like fucking six feet and lanky, like people would ask me, Hey, why don't you model? And I went into a few agencies. The first one I went into when I was 16 years old looked at me. They go, we like your look. You need to grow out your eyebrows mm-hmm. and lose 10 pounds. and Lose? Come back. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, I was very thin, you know, as a teenager. Yeah. But apparently not thin enough for like the modeling. And okay, my eyebrows admittedly were too thin. <laughs> they were like the pencil. You remember the pencil? Yeah. 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 So like... They had a point about the brows, but I remember being so appalled as a kid that they would tell me to lose 10 pounds. And immediately I was like, hell no, this industry, never. Yeah. It was gross to me to be judged off your looks, which that's what modeling is. So why did yeah. I go in there in the first place? Yeah, but, but that's it's, good. Your yeah. confidence is not based on your looks. Totally. I just felt so grossed out because like, I grew up in a house where my mom and dad didn't really value, like, it wasn't super important to be beautiful. It was like, are you kind? Are you funny? Are you smart? Like, uh, your character was much more valued and important than, like, your makeup or, like, whatever. Being yeah. Perfect looking. What even is perfect looking? Me. It's you. Right. Okay. And me. You. And it's subjective. Like, yeah. that's another thing about beauty. Beauty is subjective. Beauty
1: is so subjective. And isn't that amazing? Yeah. Isn't it? It is amazing. I don't think people realize that, but I think it's important to not base your confidence on looks, because yeah. then you'll always be insecure. Because there's always someone out there that's going to find you unattractive, and or you're
0: it's getting fucking old. Like you're going to get old and wrinkly, and like yeah. if, if you if everything
1: is about your looks, like you're fucking doomed, dude. I'm confident normally because I don't base my confidence on my looks. Yeah, I solely, right? My work. Well, no, I literally my confidence doesn't come from that because I yeah. genuinely think everyone's prettier than me. Because I always come off as overly confident or sometimes I make jokes, come off arrogant. But they're just jokes. I genuinely think everyone's so good at doing their makeup, I don't know how to do it. Everyone's so beautiful naturally. Everyone takes such good photos, I don't know how to do it. But like, it doesn't make me insecure. It's more thoughts that I already know. And I just go on with my day. And then I always think, all the guys like me. Not because of my looks, because I'm funny. If I ever found someone funnier than me, that would make me insecure. (laughs) Luckily, I'm sitting in a room with someone less funny than me, so I'm fine. Sure. So you feel, Thank good. God. feel good about yourself. It would make me feel so bad about myself. Yeah. Luckily, you were the only person I could get on my podcast today. You're welcome. Like, I had, like, a list. Yeah. It was, like, 70 people. None of them. Called all of them. It. Yeah. They all changed their number. So here we goes are. to me. Yeah. You answered. Yeah, I did. You're like, I have nothing else going on. I have nothing going on, dude. It was cool. Literally. Thank you for coming. You're so today. welcome.
0: You're so welcome. This is so good. I don't regret it at all. Thank God. Yeah. 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 That's so funny you said that because like I was also and am like the funny girl. And so like if someone's prettier, whatever, but if they're funnier, whoo! and now like I actually I love funny women and like funny anyone. And it's like when you it's get so with great. your
1: confident, like when you get older, you have less insecurities about silly things. Like also, that. I think competition is an
0: illusion. I love that. So you're comedy is not me because you're not me. And and my comedy, like you could never be me and I could never be you. And it's always like you see some hacks online that they, they just fuck. It. I'm sure you have hacks that rip daddy issues that have ripped your shit, dude, taken
1: yeah. take
0: your shit and like just like because they see it working for you so they just copy you rather than like be authentically you i have the same shit for me like through the years i've seen women take my stuff they don't even change the script they just totally steal my shit and i watch them and then they like they phase out because they're just being hacks they're not being authentic to themselves everyone gets tired of pretending yes yes i agree so competition is an illusion I, uh, nobody can be you I
1: like that. That does help me sometimes. Yes. If I think someone's copying me and then I have to get out of my own head. Because I'm like, V. In the end of the day, even if they're copying the way you give advice or yeah. the full episode, mm-hmm. they're not you. No. There's only so much they can copy or maybe it's the way you deliver it. Yeah. And nothing is actually original as well. We yeah. forget that part. We just all recreate things. We get yeah. more creative with things. But if I tweet, I love water. I don't have Twitter. But if I tweet, I love water. And then someone else is going to be like, what the fuck? I made that tweet in 2016. Guess I what? Water. Someone else made that in 2002.
0: It's more the intentional once or so when someone is consciously stealing
1: yeah. ideas. Like that that happens and all the time, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but it's hard. That's yeah. how you you become mentally strong by not allowing it to break you. Yeah. And you exactly. focus on it. Totally. I do want to talk about one thing that I thought was interesting. So you are recently going through a divorce. Yeah. Why are you getting a divorce? You know, we were married
0: 10 years together, 11. We like met, he proposed in six months and we were married within a year. It was really amazing for a lot of years. And then I think that we grew apart and there were just issues that couldn't really be resolved. You know, I like to think I tried for years to resolve them and they just weren't. And ultimately, like I had to make the decision that I felt was best for me and the kids.
1: Yeah. At what point did you realize this is the end? It was a gradual, it was more a moment. Yeah. A lot of times I can't tell with people if it's Are you supposed to keep working through it because that's what a partnership is? Or how do you know when it's like, okay, this is it? Yeah. I mean, there's like the death of
0: a thousand cuts, right? Where it's like all of these things that build up through the years. And then at one point it becomes too much, right? But it's not like one big inciting incident. It's like the death of a thousand cuts, right? Wow. Yeah. So there's that. But then in this case, I think that applied. Although we got along really well, we laughed like crazy. We obviously had really good chemistry and like we were also very creative together too. Like he's a musician, I'm a comedian, we would write together and work together and it was just so much fun. And then we made two amazing babies together, but we never fought well. Like we never really communicated ever. I would say like I'm more anxiously attached, he's more avoidant. And so I would want to like hash out the argument, he would not. Oftentimes things were left unresolved, and they build up over time. I guess I can talk about this because so much of it is public at this point. He just kind of went off the deep end a little bit towards the end, and it just didn't feel safe to to stay in it. Um, And so, yeah, I made the decision to separate, and we've been separated for a year
1: now, and then like filed for divorce maybe four months ago. What do you mean it didn't feel safe emotionally, mentally, physically? I think all of the above. At one point, I remember when you guys were going through the separation, because it was so public, especially I think it's very hard for your you guys' job was to share your life. Yeah. And then you guys continued to share the separation, which can be also take a toll on people's mental health, your own. And at one point, I remember he started, your ex-partner started sharing videos where he was talking about thinking of taking his own life, which is a very serious thing to talk about how did that affect your well-being, you know, as a mother Mm -hmm. for your children, as his partner slash ex-partner, and also publicly knowing that he's saying those things and then people are going to look at you and then blame you for it. Like, what were you going through feeling? It was really shocking because...
0: That happened. Um, There was an incident that happened and I had confronted him about it and he had said that he was going to unalive himself. (laughs) Do you like how like that's the nude? Yeah, I know. That's like what people say. Like if you say the other thing it I don't know, gets banned or something, whatever. So that happened. Um, I called the police. Like They came. It was a whole thing. Then I wake up the next morning to like all these phone calls and texts of people saying, are you okay? Are you okay? And I'm like, what's what's going on? And then I go on fucking Instagram or YouTube and there's a video saying like I was going to kill myself basically. Like he had publicized it and I just didn't know. Like I just didn't, it was just all so much. And then now I've got like, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of like people knowing. And I, yeah, I just felt like a little blindsided there. And then things were just really not good with us at all. And I told him that I wanted to separate. And then he understood literally the next morning I wake up to more phone calls. Are you okay? Are you okay? What's going on? And then I look on YouTube and there's a video titled, I separated from my wife. Oh my God. And he had like. Yeah. Yeah. And I, again, I'm just like, dude, (laughs) stop fucking posting this shit. Like, bro, like call me first maybe? Like, I mean, again, just like so shocked and like, I'm still processing all of this, like completely traumatized from from some of the stuff that happened like incredibly me and you know the kids and then to like add fuel to the fire and like publicize it was just so insane to me right and it kind of didn't stop from there the videos yeah. kept going and they kept kind of getting more unhinged and like eventually i made the decision to like respond to it and i did you know, because now, like you said, I'm getting all these people going, like... It's your fault. It's your fault. Like, what did you do? Or, like,
1: stick beside him. And women, too. Like, It's always the <laughs> woman's fault if the man's not doing well versus... It. it makes no sense. Dude, it was wild. The kids are not doing well. It's always the woman's fault, yep. too. yep, yep. I
0: honestly think, like, I'm still... I'm still healing from all that. Like uh, I'm still, I don't feel fully myself. Like I'm still on edge. Like it's kind of, honestly, it's not stopped. Like he's now not talking about me as much, but the content is just a little out there and it's not, I don't really recognize that person so much yet. Then I see him with the kids, like we'll have brunch on the weekends with the kids because I do think it's important to, like, get along for them and, like, love them together. Yeah. And, and I want that for, for the kids. And so when I see him, like, it'll be normal and
1: we'll get along. And-, and then he goes home and he, like, new video, I just had lunch with my cunt of an ex. <laughs> my cunt of an ex-wife. Well, it's funny because he weirdly, like, he's never directly... Right bad
0: mouth me, but sort of maybe you could say played a victim in a sense where in a very sneaky way gotten people to like...
1: I mean, yeah, it's not only worrisome for your kids. How, how were you able to go through something so shocking and then be able not to only prioritize your own mental health? Because people don't really think about that part where you have to experience that because it's someone you used to love and you don't recognize them anymore. But now as a mother, the priority is no longer yourself as much as now it's the children. Yes. How are you able to prioritize your children when your partner, now ex-partner, is doing all these things online? Because these things are going to be on the internet forever. Like imagine one day the kids see that online. I
0: know. They're going to trip out. Like. you know, when they're older. Oh my God.
1: How are you able for your own mental health to separate when it's time to go silent, to take care of yourself and the kids versus the public life or what you're sharing in order to make money? Like, have you been able to figure out how to separate the two or is this still like a struggle for you?
0: I've slowed down majorly this last year. Like I, my whole motto is like work less, do less. Like I earn it. Share less? Yes, absolutely. A hundred percent share less. Like I work enough to pay my bills and like no more. I've like just reprioritized my life I think for years. And you probably relate to this. I was hustling and just obsessed with success. I loved it. It was exciting. It was fun. I was somewhat of a workaholic. Like I just, I loved what I did. And you know, now I prioritize my kids and my mental health. Like I go to like my uh, women's recovery meetings all the time. I really need to get a therapist. I do need to get a therapist. I like, I, I have a program that I go to and I do a lot of like meditation and yoga and like connect with other women. So like it's, I'm not doing nothing, but
1: like, wait, that's so cool. Why yeah. don't, I know. You're doing that thing again yeah, when you're I'm minimizing that. Yeah. the great things that you're already yeah. doing. It's, like, I should be doing more. You're doing Yeah, what you're doing right now. It's not a, what is it? It's a journey, not a destination. Yeah. So you go to a program for women? Yeah. What
0: is it like, I'm in recovery. I've been sober from drugs and alcohol for yeah. almost 12 years. So, like, I go to that, and that's been really helpful. It's honestly, like, a great design for living for me, and it, it's helped me to be able to, like, forgive and, you know, just, like, function um, in a, like, loving, tolerant way and no, not, I mean, not
1: act out. On the internet, the way you've handled yourself, always so calmly, I mean, I applaud you. I mean, at one point, I had to unfollow Yeah, your ex-partner. Yeah. It felt too much, and I, yeah. I even gave him advice. I was like, dude, keep some things to yourself. I'm like, what are you doing? Because he wasn't thinking about the whole Right. And right. it was too much. I didn't want to support it anymore because yeah. I thought I was adding fuel to the fire by even supporting it yeah. by watching it. Yeah. So I just... I'm sorry, though, if I didn't reach out, but we weren't that close. No, it's okay. Thought, it's okay. Yeah. Really. I mean... It's, it's such a personal thing. You just don't really know what people need from you. So
0: I, I totally understand. And, like, it, it's personal yet, yeah, like, made so public. And, like, at, in a way, though, it's given me thicker skin. Like, I just also... What over 50% of people get, get a divorce, there's a lot of people that relate to what I'm going through, which is nice. You know, I'm, I don't feel alone. Yeah. And
1: it's true. not, I, I don't also let it define me. I like how you started prioritizing working less and also prioritizing your mental health because obviously I think people forget that. If you want to put your kids first, you actually have to first put your mental health because you can't be everything for everyone else and nothing for yourself. Because yeah. so, if you're not all there, how can you be there for your kids? Um, is there any other stuff that you've done to help with your mental health aside from the group that you keep going to and um, working less and spending more time with your kids? How have you been working? How have you been communicating with your ex partner? Like we still.
0: For the most part, like
1: we get along
0: for the most part. I think it's honestly, I'm learning a lot about like implementing boundaries and I was never really good at that before. And so now just like not engaging, like if he were to try and start a fight, like just knowing to like not engage with that or like, you know, if you want to talk about a certain thing, we can do it with someone else present you know, like a therapist or a psychiatrist or something like that. And just like keeping it about the kids and like, truthfully, like, even though I don't necessarily agree with his political views at this point or like some of the content that he's producing, I still have love for him. Of course. And he's he's the father of your children. Yeah, exactly. And so like, I still see a lot of good in him and just try and practice love and tolerance and like I would never bad mouth him to the kids obviously I just want to create a somewhat united front for them and like you know just be loving and respectful you know even though we have our differences yeah honestly he lives a mile down the road like he sees them on the weekends and one day during the week and like they live with me um, which works right now. And that, that could change later on. Like we're open to it, but I don't know. He says he wants what's best for me and I want what's best for him. And yeah, you know, so it's like, it's never going to be perfect, but I also don't want to just let it define me or like take over my life. Like, I, I don't know. Sometimes it feels so easy that I'm like, am I dissociating? Like. People are like, you're doing really well. Like, shouldn't you be, like, in pain right now? (laughs) Wow. Those are good friends. Well, no. It's like, you've been handling this really well. Like, you know, I just, I don't know if I'm dissociating or if I'm just, like, choosing to focus on all the good that I have in my life. I think
1: you're doing well because you come to, it's it's understanding the reality versus what you want it to be. Totally. So I think you're handling it well by being an adult and a grown-up about it. Yeah. Knowing... I'm in a shitty situation, yeah. but this man is not going anywhere. He's the father of my children. Yeah. He's going to be part of my life for a long time. So you're doing what's best for your children. Yeah. Yeah. So I applaud you for it. Thank you. Of course. What would you say the biggest lesson that you've learned going through this public separation and now going through a divorce? I think I realized
0: that I'm stronger than I thought I was. We as humans are Are very resilient. And like, I don't know. I think that it's made me just realize how strong I am. And also, the biggest lesson, I guess, that
1: partners more wisely. Just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Sure. Sure.
1: Just kidding. But
0: also, that being said, like, dude, can you think of one couple that doesn't have issues or like, I swear to god like nobody yeah. knows what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, like li- there's no such thing as the ideal person. No. And like the ideal relationship like that just doesn't exist. I don't it. But see I like it. what I you said
1: that. about when I said that your biggest issue and you said we didn't we didn't fight well. And I think that's such a big thing. Oh. That's what separates people normally. Yes. Having, fighting. Yeah. Together or apart.
0: Having effective communication is so key. During
1: fighting. Yes. Uh, disagreements, arguments, all that.
0: Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's literally being able to uh, safely express your wants and needs, feeling seen and heard by your partner.
1: So hard. And not getting like attacked or ignored. It's showing yes. empathy for your partner when you feel hurt. And also yes. the whole thing of choosing each other every single day. Eventually you stop choosing your partner because you didn't feel like he was choosing you and yeah. your feelings or whatever happened, you have yeah. grown each other. You know, with the children, they often internalize changes that are happening with their parents. They internalize emotions that they see between their parents or during a divorce. It's, mm-hmm. This is the age right now for kids that they, we think as grown-ups that kids don't notice, but kids notice everything. So have you been able to create kind of a safe space for your children to be able to express their feelings maybe more openly or to them to learn between right and wrong? Or just have you been able to create them a safe space, especially with all the public stuff or what was going on with their father? Mm -hmm.
0: I feel lucky in a way that they were so young, um, one in three, when this happened. So they were so young that it's, yeah, they understand what's going on to some degree, but not fully. They're just so, so, so young. So like the fact that we've been separated for a year now, when they were one and three, like that's they were so resilient and like accepted it within honestly like a few weeks. It was just like they just knew he's there, I'm here, and we're we love them dearly. It's just looks a little differently, and so I think I don't know because they were so young. Like you
1: can, I couldn't even really talk to them about it. They're babies. It's one thing to go through all that stuff publicly. Mm-hmm. It's Another thing to go, to lose the partner you thought you're gonna be with forever and your children with that person and public's opinions. Mm-hmm. But one thing, another big part here that I applaud you for is the fact that you've been sober now for 12 years. The fact that you didn't, re- not that I'm saying someone would relapse, by you, but you. Yeah. When you feel like you're hitting rock bottom at one point, I'm not saying that you yeah. really thought it was hitting rock bottom. It would be for me. Yeah. But, again, but I would say the best thing about rock bottom is that you're standing on something finally. But was that a challenge for you? Were you ever in, in a moment even close to relapsing or because you had such a good, strong uh, group of women that you were meeting with and all that that helped you get through it?
0: I had thoughts. They were definitely thoughts of like, oh, it'd be really nice to not feel right now. It'd right. be really nice to just be able to numb out and not feel feel these feelings because I don't like these feelings, which just, is what most people
1: do. Yes,
0: yeah. But I think because I've been sober so long, I, it's just I've formed this new habit of like, we've got all these tools. Like fast forward the tape. You know, it's like what's going to happen if you do pick up and use or drink? Like, let me play that out in my head.
1: Interesting. Yeah.
0: So I would play out. Okay. I don't wanna feel, so I'm gonna go buy a bottle of wine or like buy some weed or whatever. So let me play out what would happen. Well, okay, I'd probably that one glass wouldn't be enough, so I'd have another, and then I'd have another, and then maybe cocaine would sound like a good, you know, or whatever it is. Like, oh, and then I think about like for me personally, like I probably wouldn't be as good of a mom if I was drinking again. Like I wouldn't be as alert for my kids, and like I just played out what would happen, and it wasn't worth it in the end. And, you know, this too shall pass. Like, the feelings pass. And, like, you know, just being able to sit with those feelings. So I started, like, sketching a lot. Like, I do a lot of drawing. Lots of journaling is – journaling's really helpful. Like, I'll just wake up and start writing. I, like, type because who hand writes? It's, it's hard. It hurts my hand horrific. so fast. I hate yeah. it.
1: My hand yeah,
0: but I can just, like, type super fast. And, like, Stream of consciousness, like I don't think about what I'm going to say. it's just just you just wake up and you just write, and that I get so much clarity from. I find also getting into gratitude has been huge. Again, it's this simple con- philosophy or concept of focusing on what is right, not what's wrong. So it's like, yeah, maybe my relationship didn't pan out the way I wanted, but look at all of these things I have to be grateful for, like, wow, wow. And then I choose to believe that my life is working out better than I could have imagined. And like I just affirm that rather than like, oh, it's all going downhill and like life sucks and this is horrible. And no, no, my life is working out better than I could have imagined. And, and, and that's, that's what I affirm.
1: Because why affirm what you don't want? Why affirm... I agree. Right? I love we that. A choice. When you think of all those things that you're thankful for, do you ever also think how you're thankful for yourself and how strong you are? I mean, I feel like when you were speaking and when I've asked you all these different questions, Mm -hmm. then your responses and how calm you've been with your thought process. I mean, the fact that even you were able to sit and think about, okay, let's do the tape and see where my life would go and having the thoughts, but then not taking action. I mean, that takes strength, like that is resilience. That yeah. Not everyone will be able to do that. And the fact that you just calmly just said it and then you still look at yourself and you don't think they're that, that strong. Is so, you know, it's yeah. so interesting when some people don't realize totally. that their choices are actually, you need to be a strong person to be able to make those choices. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe yeah. you can journal. I like me. I'm thankful a- for I'll, me. I'll acknowledge
0: that. Yeah.
1: Okay, good. Yeah. I'm glad.
0: It's funny. I like say like, I'm grateful that I'm funny, <laughs> you know, but like, no, I'm grateful that yeah, I'm strong and resilient and, and
1: sober and like, you know, a, a good mom, you know? First of all, a relapse is not people think that that's yeah. the worst thing. And a relapse is just a setback in life. It's, yeah. And then you get back up on the horse again. yeah and No one would have judged you yeah. if that would have happened. But, and there's nothing wrong if that happens because you just have to get back up again. It's an yeah. addiction. It's a disease. Totally. But absolutely. the fact that I was so amazed when you talk about the tapes. Like, that was the coolest thing I've ever heard.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And that applies to like any self destructive behavior. Like, exactly. Like, you're about to text the toxic ex that you know is bad for you. Like, and you're about to do it, and that's like a drug for people. Or you're about to buy that thing that you really can't afford. Like, you want to fill the hole in the soul. And like, or you want to tell someone off? So fast, yeah. Or you want to tell someone off? Anything? And so you it's do like, the tape. Fast forward the tape. What's the outcome? Yeah. Versus what I actually? Play want it. Play it out. Happen. Play it out. I love that. Nine That's, times out of ten, you're like not gonna do it. I love. And then like if you, you're strong enough. Yeah. And then like the other day, I felt like incredibly defeated, incredibly like just I think I didn't sleep well, and like I was just overwhelmed with like being a mom and like going through a divorce, and scared about my career, just everything. You know, it's like you start catastrophizing almost, right? One fear leads into another, to another, to another. My instinct wasn't to get high, it was like, let me drive to yoga and call my sponsor on the way and tell her how shitty and defeated I feel. And like, she gave me some practical tips. And I think with that being said, it's like, we can't do this thing alone. Like, it's, I think, having good friends. And people that you can call to say, like, I'm not okay today. Or, you know, even my mom, she's the person I call to, and I'll just scream and rant and, like, cry to her because she's just there to listen. And she she doesn't judge, you know? So I think, like, finding that support is probably the most helpful thing. Like, we're not meant so to do this alone. you know. It's
1: so true. Yeah, it took yeah. me years to also realize that. that. Yeah it's you try to be strong for so long and then you're like, who am I being strong for? I'm only it's I'm actually being so weak by keeping things to myself because no one around you expects you to be strong at all times. So you're just pretending and then no one's asking if you're okay because you're constantly pretending that you're okay. I think for the longest time, I always thought I could do things on my own. And it took me a long time to realize that you need people, you know? And I remember one time my mom called me and she was so sweet. She was just like, Yoletta, when you have children, you'll understand. But when you hurt, I hurt. I don't even need to be next to you. But when you don't call me, I look at yeah. my father, Elia. I look at Elia and I'm like, she's not doing well. Something's wrong with her. And it hurts me. Yeah. So if you need to cry, just call me. Cry, please. Because it hurts wow. me more when you don't call me. And I was like, wow. it's so sweet, you know? I love that. I always think about that. It's the sweetest thing when I ever need... It takes me a lot to want to open up. But when I need finally someone to talk to or just to cry it out and I finally just give in and I call my mom, they're never going to judge you. No, no. And
0: you feel so much better afterwards. Very lucky that we do that. We're very lucky. And now
1: you're going to be the best mother ever because you had an example. Definitely.
0: That's one thing. I know my kids will feel safe and loved and supported.
1: Do you have any advice If you can think of one, like the best advice you've ever gotten or some advice you heard recently that you just want to, I mean, I think obviously everything I've said on your podcast has been so amazing, everything, but something I haven't said.
0: Yeah. Like I would say my favorite, I'm not like traditionally religious, but my favorite prayer that like I go to all the time is the serenity prayer. Honestly, that I feel like grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change Have the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. Honestly, that I like come back to that all the
1: time. That's a religious thing?
0: Well, not necessarily. maybe it's and maybe it's not. God grant me the serenity. I think I am not actually sure where that prayer came from.
1: I did not even know that was prayer. I I have it in my phone, but like I never knew it was. Don't you love
0: it? Like literally, like if I'm going to give advice, it's literally that.
1: Accepting is the answer to so many of our problems. Accepting the
0: reality of where you're yes, is actually… That's it. But then some things, right, you can change. Yes. And that's courage. And courage is not not having fear. It's the ability to walk through it. And so it's like not, it's not not having fear. It's doing it anyway, even if you're scared. And if yeah. that means leaving something that feels abusive to you or, you know, makes you feel unsafe, like having the courage to do that. You know, and then accepting your reality and like those two things, I just come back to that all the time, you know, and if I can't change it, then let me have the courage to change the things I can and, and, you know, and that wisdom to know the difference, like literally like that. I mean, that's, that's
1: my like generic cliche advice. I love that. Where can people find you? Anywhere. Just type in
0: my name at Laura Clary, L-A-U-R-A-C-L-E-R-Y, TikTok, YouTube. Instagram. Honestly, where else? Like, that's yeah. kind of it. And your podcast? Oh, yeah. Duh. Spotify. Spotify is my main. Is that you? The name of your podcast and then oh, right. the days Idiot. you have it. The, the na- oh, my God. I suck. Boo. Laura sucks. Fucking loser. Sucks. She's a loser. Um, my, my podcast is called Idiot. And you can download it. Uh, There's new episodes every Thursday.
1: Wait, shut up. Wait, I'm laughing right now because I just realized on her podcast, we were ending it. She goes, wait, hold on. You have you used to have another name for a podcast. And I said, yeah, yeah I used to be too tired to be crazy. But yeah. I realized I don't yes. like the words. And yeah, I don't like literally. the word crazy for yes. my listeners to say that. And I just didn't even realize that when I said that, not thinking about the fact that I'm on a podcast called Idiot. Called Idiot. Where I'm like, I don't want my listeners yeah. to be calling themselves bad words. Because yeah. it, it matters. Words matter. Yeah. And then I didn't think about it right now. And then right now, she's like, yeah, so my podcast, idiots, And I'm like, not me. Literally called Idiot. Calling out her podcast. But it's, a, but it's dude, right. no because it's just me
0: it's idiot it's not plural yeah and it's self-deprecating and honestly it was the title of my book so like I just thought it was no my bad but but I don't know how to read the room but I do hear you though and words do matter you know but not for her podcast but not for my one is like fine so it's called idiot and you can download it well I mean stream it on spotify wherever podcasts are YouTube. it comes out
1: once a week yeah
0: Every... Every every, um, Thursday.
1: Every Thursday. So does my podcast. Are you serious? You can listen to both of them on Thursday. Perfect. That's so cool. Hers already came out, so check me out on Idiot with Laura Cleary. Or hers is coming out, so I'll let you know when it comes out. But in the meantime, you guys can follow her. I'm going to add everything in the description of the socials. Follow her if you have any questions, if you want to relate, whether it's about being sober, about being vegan, going through a divorce... Whatever, and having children, there's life after that. She's amazing. She's also hilarious. You guys have to check out Pamela Pumpkin. Yeah, and check out the interview. Anyway, you guys, I love you. Hope you enjoyed this interview, and I'll see you next week. Bye.